Welcome to the podcast edition of The Three Grumpy Simmers. In our fourth episode, The Three Grumpy Simmers assemble to discuss a divisive topic of downloadable content or otherwise known as add-ons, add-ons or add-on modules for your flight simulation experience. We talk about how they actually affect the decisions that we make to buy content and how it actually impacts the community as a whole. Hi there folks, my name is NovaWing24 and welcome to another episode of the Three Grumpy Simmers and of course I am joined by my two other grumpy colleagues. Uh, I am joined of course by Sergio. Hey guys. And of course the most famous man with with the purple hat, Belgio. Good morning. <laughs> and it is a very good morning for, for, for Belgio over there. It's a stupid o'clock in the morning there. Um... <laughs> It's, yeah. uh, we are actually not technically challenged simmers for for once. Uh, we can actually focus on being grumpy this week, this this week, this month, um, which is kind of cool. Um, so we're going to jump straight into it. Actually, uh, we're going to jump straight into it because we want to cover off, which is it's almost an extension of what we were talking about in our last episode. Um, we're going to talk about this time. We're going to talk about. Um, various forms of downloadable content. There's been a few interesting things. There's been, a, and, and we're going to talk about it specifically later on as well. There's, there's a bit of a meme kicking around some of the Facebook groups at the moment. Um, but we're going to talk about. There's, there's been some interesting reactions to uh, some downloadable content that's been made available for various simulators um, over the last sort of uh, few months. Uh, we want to. I, I, I want to take this time to dissect some of those reactions um, and di- dissect some of the, the feedback that sort of both um, more vocal members of the community have sort of made, and perhaps people that may not understand why some content is out. Um, so we're gonna, we're going to get started with one particular piece of DLC that um, caused a very negative reaction um, in the community, and I was actually really surprised by this actually because normally the the DCS community is fairly accepting of pretty much anything that gets thrown at it. Um, but in this particular instance, they really didn't. And of course, we're talking about the uh, GPS um, DLC for the uh, MI8 HIP. Um, oh, hi, Luna. So, oh, we uh, have a guest. We, we, we have, have a guest. guest. Grumpy cat. This is Luna. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Luna. Hi, Luna. Hi, Luna. Hey, Luna. Hey, Luna. Um, so, of course, uh, Luna's obviously come to express uh, her opinion on um, this uh, this GPS add-on. Um, now, yeah. The, the reason she uses all the time. The... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she uh, uses it all the time, man. Just... <laughs> That's uh, how she gets to the kitchen. <laughs> she's got it programmed in there, you know. She's got like the ILS approach into the litter box. You know, it's pretty cool. You should see it sometime. <laughs> she does a cat carrier track. So it's like is, the is it, is it a yeah? Is it a Cat Three LILS program or a Cat One? It's a Cat Three ILS. <laughs> so it's ILS like an instrument leader box system, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. So this is the old saying, never, never work with children or animals. Anyway, um, okay. So yes, the GPS add-on for DCS. Now, um, I 
quite frankly, you know, I, I, I don't have the hip. I, I don't particularly wouldn't, and even if I had it, I wouldn't particularly purchase this one. However, I respect the fact that a developer has spent a lot of time detailing a, a piece of kit um, in a, which is an optional, like a non-standard piece of, like, installed into the actual real helicopter. Uh, so, you know, it's sort of also makes sense that it's an optional extra for, um, for purchase. And I respect the fact that developers spend a lot of time programming it and things like that, but, um, is it something that I would get? No. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I, I respect the people. And it, for me, it sort of falls in the same category as, um, the Flight One, uh, GNS 430-530 series. Uh, they are great, beautiful pieces of um, of add-on content for the prepared uh, and FSX platforms. Would I get them? No, because they don't interest me. But I respect the fact that they are they are there. So, um, so you go. I I know you've had a muck around with this GPS unit, um, Belgium. I'm not sure if you have, but it's like. Why? Why did we have this reaction of the community? Like, I, I don't, I, I, I'm struggling to figure it out myself. Because considering that, as I said before, the DCS community seems to have lapped up a, you know, ninety dollar, you know, eighty, ninety dollar add-ons with no sort of second, no second guesses before. I think part of the uh, major problem that the community is having, everybody's still waiting for the other stuff that Eagle Dynamics is trying to finish up, or the third parties, you know, the F-14 Tomcat, the F-18 <laughs> Hornet, the Harrier. We're still waiting for these three items, and granted, the Harrier at least is in internal testing, so it actually might be two more weeks at this point. But in the interim, they're throwing things at us to kind of placate us, so, you know, we have the GPS, which granted, it's a GNS 430. It's the same thing that's in X-Plane. And even in Flight Sim World, some of the planes have that in there. So it's not something that the greater community is not used to. I do have the MI-8 hip. Do I think I need it? No, not really. Because whenever I make my missions and you know do stuff in there, I kind of like the old school Russian navigation. I don't need this newfangled doohickey in there. But I'm kind of curious to get it only from one standpoint to see how they implemented it, if it's as good as X-Plane or Flight Sim World or any of the other platforms. Yeah, well, um, I, 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 I was very, I was very, very um, uh, surprised about the about the reaction that the community had, you know, for, on this on this particular add-on, and it's you know, it's not. Um, it's not something that actually um, takes away from the sim if you don't have it, right? It's not like you you cannot do any any of the missions or any other flights or you know yeah, exactly. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. required. Yeah, it's, it's it's not something that you require to to be able to enjoy the helicopter. Is it um, a nice something nice to have? Yeah, it is. Uh, would I pay for the GPS? Um, Probably not. I know I'm, I'm kind of like um, like Bell on this, and I rather use you know whatever the the helicopter comes with uh, by by default than use the GPS. But I, I can see a lot of people using it, um, you know, for fun or for training or you know just because they want a GPS in a helicopter for some reason <laughs> because there are some guys that just want a GPS in the helicopter I, I, I've been able to try it I don't have a lot of experience with it yet um, I have I have um, I have had access to it I've installed it 
Um, I just then a couple of flights and then you know, do, do do some basic stuff. Um, it 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 is. It seems to me that it is way more complete that than the, the, the G the, the default GPS on uh, X-Plane or FSX. Oh, really? Uh, hmm. Yeah, yeah. It has a lot more features. Uh, one of the one of the things that you are able to do, I haven't tried it yet, but I've seen it, is the ability for you to enter coordinates. Uh, the, you know, G, um, GPS coordinates hmm. instead of just uh, entering uh, points and airfields and whatnot. So oh. that alone, that alone, it's a it's a huge difference. Um, which, which, which I don't is, think, which I don't think is even modelled in the Flight One version of it. I no, have no idea. No. I, have I don't no think idea. it is. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea, to be honest. But the thing is, um, do I need it? Is it something that it's going to drastically improve my, you know, my my DCS gaming, my DCS flying, and mm. MI8 flying? No, not really. Not really. It's not. It's, it's it's not anything that's going to drastically improve or you know enhance or whatever my my usage of the of the of the of the hip. So. I was, like I told you, I was real surprised because it's not something that it's going to take away from the sim at all. Yeah, so. and it's and 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 that's the thing that that I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out is I'm trying to understand, you know, why is it, particularly when um yeah why is the community has such a negative reaction to it? Like, I, uh, uh, Bell, I, I, on one hand, I sort of I kind of get the the thing where you know. There is a the, the stack of products that everybody's been waiting two more weeks for uh, for DCS is getting quite long now, um, and to have this sort of literally pop out of nowhere was a bit of a wait. What the um, right it, exactly? It, yeah. I, I get that, but I, I guess the flip side of that is the fact that um, given the fact that uh, Eagle Dynamics themselves aren't developing ninety nine percent of the modules they're kind of out of the loop of this one almost mm-hmm. so I I kind of can't like I get a perception of that but I don't think it's the case kind of thing um, but yeah as I said I, I'm still surprised given the fact that the DCS as a, as a platform is one of the most flexible in terms of you only buy what you want um, or what you want to sim with mm-hmm. so that's why I was a bit surprised exactly. with, with the, the reaction like that it, are, are we seeing a a backlash to a to a, to a community that's starting to feel that, that I don't know is the community starting to feel jaded thinking that they're getting less and less as part of their core experience and having to spend more and more money to be able to get a complete sim experience or are we just simply seeing people who are just tired of waiting two more weeks yeah, I think it's definitely the latter. People are really starting to get tired of the two more weeks. And as we talked about in the previous show, you know, some developers are a bit more forthcoming with the weekly information that they have for us. And while that's awesome, it's still kind of like it's so close and yet so far, you know? <laughs> and then to have something like this come out, which, granted, yeah, it's not essential for the sim don't have to buy it but it in my opinion it would appeal to a very small subset of the group it's not something more global mm-hmm. you know yeah now i did hear that this thing is supposed to be able to work with the L39 so if they incorporate that down the road where you know it can be placed in more planes and you just simply get the one module and use it for whichever plane you want that I can kind of see because I mean my very first FSX series was me taking an L39 
all across the USA. Mm. And it had a GPS built in there, and it was, you know, something similar to this. So I and, could kind of... And, and I, I admit, I, I would actually... And I, I probably would buy it if I could put it in the L39. I absolutely love the L39. I really do. Um, so yeah, okay. Yeah, and but I guess does that still does it still come down to is it a, a community thing where they just are just craving more information uh, about the content that they're looking at buying and being fed? Um, I, 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 I don't. Before we started recording this this pro this show, um, I, I don't remember if it, it was do you um, Drew or, or Tristan that said that. Um, where does it stop? Right? Where do we draw yeah. the line? And yeah, how and much is enough? Right. Yeah, and I I, th I think the DCS community is trying to tell the developers where they are drawing the line. You know, mm -hmm. they are. I don't think a lot of people that are complaining about the GPS um, are actually complaining about the GPS, you know, this particular model uh, in the way that it's presented and sold. I think that what they are trying to do and trying to say is um, don't try don't try to screw us over and don't try to start mm -hmm. selling us. I've seen I've seen another image, you know, of the <laughs> FA team where a guy said, um, you know, there the, the, there was this new DCS where they were selling uh, the landing gear. And there was a photo of the landing gear. The flat. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. And they were, yeah, it was like you no, know, the, the landing gear module, and then in small print, um, flaps uh, not, uh, yeah, flaps, flaps not, not included. Yeah, flaps <laughs> not included. Yeah, that's that's yep. a thing. Yeah. So yeah, I think that the community, what the community is trying to do right now, is um, raising a red flag to the developers and tell tell them that you know they should not go through this path of like that image that you that you talked about recent sell us the bread for the burger and then we have to buy the burger and then we have no i think, <laughs> I, I think, I think that's and, and you know i actually and, and in a way and, and thinking of it in that regard i think is possibly the best way and i think it's actually in a way again relating back to our, our last episode we were talking about community engagement and the way community developers interact um, I think it is a good way that, that they have sort of put the red flag up and said, you know what, we are willing to pay a lot of money for very high quality content, but we want complete content. We yeah. don't want I think, I think we don't want something. something. Yeah, we don't want something where the land gear is a is a you know an optional deal is right. a is a required DLC as well. Um, which, which you know I I think is a very fair um, way of looking at it. I think that. Uh, and and I think perhaps thinking about it more that maybe you're right that this, the community is not rebelling so much against the fact that it's a GPS unit because as as we know from uh, from from Xplane from the ESP platforms Eversex and Prepared um, we're used to paying for for something extra like that. What they're saying is that you know what we want a complete content. We are willing to pay a premium price um, because let's face it, with the exception of PMDG. DCS modules are the highest priced individual aircraft in the market um, but the, yeah, people are getting a want a premium product with their premium price tag yeah and the thing is don't, don't forget that we were talking about the reality the reality XP uh, GPS the, the 430 and the 530 right um, yeah but the thing is that you know um, both X-Plane and FSX come with a default GPS with a, you know um, a simpler version of the GPS but the fact is that it comes with a GPS and all of a sudden, the community started to look at this as a way for developers to start milking more money out of the of, out of the community by you know 
Um, Selling them something that should have been in there already. Mm. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah. you know, by, by doing this on purpose, by actually, you know, they, they could release the aircraft with a GPS or a landing gear <laughs> or flaps mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about landing gear and the flaps is obviously far-fetched, but the thing is, you know, they, they, they could start thinking about, okay, we could release the aircraft with all this weaponry, for example, but now let, let's, let's, let's just, look, let's take the F-14, for example. You know, Drew, imagine that they were going to release the F-14, but you know, the AIM-154, the Phoenix, would not be available mm -hmm. on this version. And oh, there would be a riot. There would be a riot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> releasing, it, releasing it without the weapon it was built around? Yeah, no, that would, that uh, yeah, would well, not fly it, it, yeah, Maybe a bad example. Yeah, it would be like saying mm -hmm. that, you know, we're going to release the A-10 without a cannon. You know, okay, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a bad example. But, you know, like, for example, okay, we don't have the means to release it with, a, I don't know, the, the AIM-120, you know, whatever... These are, you know, stupid examples, but it's they but illustrate. The point. But, it's, yeah, like, it, but, it, but it highlights the point, though, and, and it highlights the point. That yeah, yeah, it's like okay, let's let's release an alpha an alpha host version of the of the aircraft, and then sell all these little things to the community because they're going to buy it. And I, I think that's what the community it's, it's telling them: just don't do this. Don't be, you know, like don't be morons and don't be stupid and ruin the community by finding this niche, this market, this different market in which you can make more money out of the community just because you're going to purposely release um, aircraft that aren't, aren't you know, on uh, its full, yeah. Their full mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah so I think that that's, that's the thing so, uh, and honestly with DCS2 instead of paying for modules that are basically quality of life enhancements I would much rather spend money, if, uh, airplanes aside on new maps like yeah. if someone were making a Vietnam era map or something like that, or you know maybe something in Central America where I can take my little Nicaraguan hip or something like that and fly around the area, that I would pay for. I would pay for extra terrain. I'm not going to pay for a GPS, especially mm. one that I've got in all the other sims that I fly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I suppose, uh, and now thinking about that, like moving on, and that's it's interesting because the DCS is a let's let's be honest, it, with the exception of Flight Sim World, it's still a fairly young sim. It's uh, you know, yes, I know it's I know it's got its you know heritage going back to the lock on yeah, days and all of the rest heritage. of it. But mm. but as a uh, as a sort of a, a, a generational sim, it's actually still fairly young. Um, and it still has a, you know, and you know, well, all the sims we have are an active, still have an active develop, development development community. I mean, hell, even FS9 still has an active development community, which is scary. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but it, it actually raises a point that, and and so you're sort of picking up on what you said before with the fact that you're saying that you know this is the community's way of a red flag up saying you know this is the line in the sand we we will pay a top dollar but we will only pay for certain things you, you, this is going almost a step too far um, and I sort of look at the because I you know you know I'm very fortunate in the fact that you know um, slash my wallet gets hurt a lot with you know spending a lot of money on add-ons to review to the community, which I'm happy to do because I, I, I believe in giving back. But the quality of, of some of the add-ons out there really disturbs me. Um, mm -hmm. And the fact that people are charging money for stuff. Um, and, and, you know, I, and don't get me wrong, I, I respect the fact that, you know, when developers do work, they need to get paid and absolutely I support that 100%. Um, but there's a flip side as well, is that if you're paying a price tag, you expect a, a, a level of quality to go with it. Um, yeah. And 
you know, there is there's been times when um and I will just flat out call them out, perfect flight. I'm sorry. Like how <laughs> in holy hell are they still in business? Like legit question. How are they still in business? I don't understand. Like they've been around since what early FS9 days and they're yep. producing the same crap like hor- horrifically bad shit product and charging the same price that Aerosoft is charging mm-hmm. for some of their products. I'm like what the hell? I I don't understand. I I don't get it. I don't it. get it. I don't get it. Mm-mm. But you know, and uh, it's I, numbers. I, I think it's all about numbers. You know, they have a lot of people um, buying their products, and they they probably don't need that much amount of money to keep their bus- their business running. <laughs> so, so yeah, I I call that the P.T. Barnum effect. The late great P.T. Barnum said mm-hmm. probably the most important phrase for our times, and that is, "A sucker is born every minute." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but is that is that sort of a case where um, DCS and maybe you know Flight Sim World potentially has a uh, a a leg up, as it were, on legacy platforms like FSX and Prepared? Uh, and yes, I know I can feel the hate already flowing in the comments by me calling Prepared a legacy platform. Um, but is that where the, the Flight Sim World and uh, DCS have a leg up on the legacy platforms because they have a community that's still new and is still able to put up red flags like this? Because let's face it, the, the companies like Perfect Flight um, uh, and um, Virtual Coal, because let's be honest, they fall kind of in the same category as well. Um, you know, when they're trying to compete against, you're trying to put their products side by side with the likes of um, A2A and PMDG. It's kind of like, uh, you know, you you sort of see why the the, the money's going to to the other guys as you know um, for their products. But is that where the communities of Flight Sim World and A2A, uh, Flight Sim World and, and DCS have a have an advantage because they are still, you know, in this early sort of stage of their life cycle where a community mm. can actually make a stand like this. Yeah, I could see that, but I mean, at least in the case of Flight Sim World, because let's not forget, Flight Sim World just had their very first uh, paid DLC add-on, and that being the PA-28, the Piper. That oh, well, oh, I, I'm, I'm actually going to argue the point on that. It's not the first add-on for Flight Sim World. It's the first Is... official add-on. It's yeah, the first official yeah. add-on. <laughs> But the first add-on was actually Spadnext. Um, oh, really? So for, for viewers who may not know what Spadnext is, Spadnext um, is essentially FSUIPC on steroids. It's everything you wish FSUIPC was and more. Um, mm. I highly recommend that you have a look at the website. Um, it's a product that's still in development, but yeah, I highly recommend you have a look at it. But yeah, the, the first product that, that, that officially fully supported um, Flight Sim World was, FS, it was uh, Spadnext. Followed by um, uh, FS Flight Control and um, the mob that make terrain mesh. It's really bad. I've got it installed. It's awesome. Pilots, pilots. The, their ultimate terrain mesh supports flight sim world. I've of heard of that one. Hmm. Hmm. Um, sorry, I digress. But yeah, it's just interesting. No. Yeah, but that's 
but that was what I found interesting was the fact that you know we've got these people that are willing to sort of bet you know bet on the future of a sim and actually mm-hmm. go out on a on a limb for a product that literally we don't know if it'll ever leave early access uh, anyway sorry I digress uh, back to you back to you Bell <laughs> no that was uh, that was basically the, the point I was trying to make I mean DCS getting a lot of shade with something like the GPS is probably paler in comparison to the amount of shade that Dovetail got when the Arrow got released and let's not forget Dovetail didn't set the price on that one. That price was actually set by the developer who brought it to Flight Sim World. And this developer is also bringing this aircraft to X-Plane 11. They just announced that not too long ago. I want to say yesterday, actually. Um, So, you know, here we have a a different product that is, you know, a full, complete item that's going to be available for multiple sims, but in one particular avenue that they're utilizing to, to sell this product people are still going up in arms. And from what I'm hearing, I haven't had a chance to fly it yet. I have it. I haven't had a chance to fly it. From what I'm hearing, it's really freaking good. It's mm. worth the money that you would pay for it. And the fact also as well is that they released it because um, you know, there was all that rubbish in the community about, oh, you know, people are only going to be able to sell through Steam. Uh, it actually went live on the Just, Just Flight website before yep. it went live on Steam. So you don't have to purchase it through Steam if you don't want to. So yeah, right. but that, that, right. that, that's something that Devtel Games always sold us from from the start. You know, that was a, that was a concern from from the community, and uh, yeah, I, I think we've addressed it on the first episode or something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And it, you know, it was no surprise for at least for me, and I know it was not a surprise for you guys either, because you know it was it was a known fact. Right. Developers can release um, add-ons either on Steam or their own platform, so um, mm. no no big surprise here. And I'm glad that that's the way uh, Devtel Games decided to go, because otherwise I think that they would lose a lot of developers mm. and, and, and a lot of credit with with, with the community. And I think it now falls over to, um, again, what we... And this sort of ties it up rather nice and neatly, actually, in a nice, neat little bow with our episode from our last episode, um, where positive community engagement is actually beneficial. Um, so, I, I, you know, and, and I, I think that maybe some of the vitriol was a bit, it was a bit harsh um, in the DCS yeah. community, but, <laughs> um, but, but you know, it's, it's got its point across. They, they've, they've got their point across, but, uh, and I think the, I, I haven't seen as much hate as I was expecting with the release of, of Just Flight's um, first add-on for Flight Sim World. Uh, and again, and again, it's a developer's prerogative, and that's great to sort of have that experience and that uh, multiple sort of platforms being uh, being used. So, mm. um, yeah, they're doing you... the right thing. They're doing the right yeah, thing. When it comes yeah, to that. And yeah. it's interesting. I'm actually looking at the uh, Steam page for the Piper right now. Hmm. Overwhelmingly, it's got positive feedback for as much hate as it took, like the first week or two that it came out. It's doing really well. Hmm. Hmm. And, uh, and and I think that's a that's an interesting gauge. As much as I don't like some of those rating systems, I actually appreciate the fact that the vast you know the, when you can actually see you know positive and negative feedback, and you can see that over time it's building up a more positive image as people actually um, you know take the time with it and not like 
other platforms where they've just sort of written it off without ever trying it. Uh, so yeah, no, that's it, it's good to see, and I said it's good to see a, a positive result of community engagement. And uh, and as I said, I I hope that um, yeah that with these two new platforms, um, well these well, two these two sort of very lively platforms of DCS and of um, of Flight Sim World that we see that continue that positive community engagement. Um, of course. Um, it also brings a, another, a, a final sort of interesting little sort of uh, DLC question, um, which is when does when do developers decide what platforms to work with and what ones to cut off? Now we've got two very interesting mm. things, mm-hmm. events have happened in the sort of the week leading up to this episode, where on the one hand we have one developer which has taken a product. Um, and they've developed it for one set of platforms. So they developed uh, the for FSX and for Prepared. Uh, they've now brought that to Flight Sim World, and they have now announced that they are bringing it to X Plane. Um, so just Flight with the Warrior. So this, you know, they're they're now diversifying. Um, and then conversely, on the other hand, we have other developers, both scenery developers, but more. Um, of more imminent uh, existence. Uh, so uh, we saw the release of the Milviz, the long-awaited Mil- Milviz Corsair, uh, mm-hmm. and that one has been released exclusively to prepared. Um, so they have cut off a fairly large part of their user base with one <laughs> fell swoop, which... I'll be honest, when I read that, I actually thought it was a typo. Like, not going to lie. I actually thought that mm-hmm. was a typo. I thought, no, there's no way they were cut off mm-hmm. that much of their um, their user base. But they did. And I was kind of like, okay, not what I was expecting. Particularly considering... It, now, if it was a title that was exclusive to prepared version 4, I could almost get it I could almost get it because the SDK is different right but as it supports prepared version 2, 3 and 4 mm-hmm. I'm like I'm sorry what the <laughs> yeah yeah I'm in the same boat you may have noticed uh, last week I released a video where I was using the Oculus Rift in a Corsair the Corsair looked almost exactly like the, the Milvis one here, but it was actually the old aircraft factory, A2Ray Sims, if, if you're familiar with them, as I'm sure everyone is. <laughs> the reason why I did that, I had heard about this Corsair coming up, and initially I thought it was only for version 4 of P3D, but that in and of itself for me was a slap in the face because I am not planning on buying any prepared version ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I get to miss out on this thing because it's <laughs> Sorry, available I can, on that platform. I, I can feel, I, again, I feel the comments below. <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, that's my absolute favorite World War II fighter, you know? So for me, my channel, it has to have a Corsair in there at some point in time. So obviously I'm going to have to continue using the old A2A one because of the fact that, you know, this one won't be made available, which I think is definitely the wrong move. It's going in the opposite direction of what we just talked about with um, with Just Flight, so. I don't know, Milviz. I've always liked your products, but 
So, but I'm uh, going to throw this help, one. Help me out here. <laughs> I'm going to throw this one to you, Sergio, because you've got more of a, a programming background than than Bella or I do. Um, mm -hmm. Realistically, like, what are we like? What possibly would be a sort of a justification? As I said, we're both talking about we're talking about two two development studios that really fundamentally are very similar. They've got very similar, um, from my understanding at least of both of them, is that you've got very similar staff and very similar sort of like in-house development teams. Um, why would you have one that would go... like Literally, they've gone in complete polar opposite directions. Um, and their products are priced reasonably similarly. Yeah. Uh, um, I think it, I think it all comes down to business strategy and whether you want to be on that market, on that specific market or not. Um, I have no idea why would one of the developers go one way and the other the other developer go the go the other way. Um, talking about you know prepared and explain, we're talking about two completely different beasts in terms of SDK and development. Um, Mm -hmm. Do do one of the guy one of the guys ready to actually enter the the, the explain market and they have you know seen that the explain market is growing and it's it's finally uh, getting the boost that uh, you know uh, people were waiting for it to have and they've decided to bet on it right now and go go with it and have two um, internal development teams uh, even if you know you have you have common people between those teams. And develop for those two uh, two sims, and you know the other one is not ready, or it it, it, it doesn't it doesn't think like you know explain it's going to have that boost that we are we are starting to see, but, or but even or, the f even even the fact that they've actually cut off, as I said, a, a yeah, fairly large a large portion of their user base. I mean because a lot of their user base still uses like you know especially with Milvis um, mm -hmm. making a lot of their products TacPack compatible. Um, a lot yeah. of that, they, a lot of those users still use FSX. They don't use the prepared version. Yeah, that was the or that I was going to start. Or they, <laughs> they get you know have may make any contract any you know uh, agreement with Lockheed Martin and just release for prepared, for example, because that that the the FSX you know I can understand not releasing for explain when I can understand yeah I can understand I can understand their point of view. Uh, doesn't mean I, I would agree with it. I wouldn't. Uh, if I had a studio, I'd try to open up to explain as well. Uh, but I can understand that they wouldn't want to move to explain for some reason. Um, but FSX, not, not being able, or not supporting FSX for me, it's kind of a mystery. Now, the thing is, perhaps they have noticed that the amount of sales they do for, you know, in FSX, are not worth the investment of having to develop for um, an older, an older platform, an older technology. Could it be it? Because you know, let, let's face it. Even if if mm. prepared, it's uh, it is similar to um, to FSX. Mm. Mm. There are some differences in the development, and there are some differences uh, in the on the workflow on the, on the work pipeline um, that needs you to be able to do more work. For, for your add-on to work on mm. on these platforms, and then you still need to you know to provide support for the customers on both platforms. They have the numbers, you know, they they, they have their own numbers um, mm. on sales, on support, on probably time allotment for per per each um, 
developer there uh, in, in terms of both development and support. Hi, Luna. The, the thing is... <laughs> I, I like Sarah's as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's voicing her concerns towards the Corsair. Um, you know, the, they, they have, like I was saying, they have the numbers. They have their own numbers, mm-hmm. and they are the ones that know um, for which platforms are they selling the most and the amount of money they are spending uh, to be able to cater those platforms. So I would say... Um, I trust them to be, you know, smart guys, smart business guys, and they have probably all these charts and numbers and tables and whatnot, and they probably decided, okay, let's just work for P3B, P3D because it, they, this is hmm. something where we can make money or money easily uh, when compared to be to you know being able to support uh, two platforms. I do not personally believe it okay i'm just mm. throwing reasons I mean, out yeah, there yeah right fair enough right yeah, yeah because I, I have no idea <laughs> what's going on in their head i don't believe i'm sorry yeah. mm. uh, um, i don't believe that but um that could be it I, we're playing devil's advocate here mm. what is to stop someone like myself from purchasing the version that you know works with version two version three or whatever and Messing around with like the aircraft CFGs or whatever I need to to get it to work with FSX. You know what the Is difference would be? Um, yeah, fun. if that's possible, you know what the, you know what the difference would be. I would not put myself out there and say that it works on FSX, and yeah. then I would not have to give you support for mm-hmm. FSX. Mm-hmm. You do it at at your own risk. At your own risk, no, and right? I think I it's because I think it, yeah, it. it basically comes down to if you do it, that's fine. But it's only, as soon as you tell other people and talk about it publicly, that's when it becomes an issue. So, but I, I guess um, I guess that's actually a, a good place to sort of uh, sort of wrap up this as well with that fact that again, it comes back to that big topic that we had, that very extended topic we had in the last in the last episode, which was it's about discussion, it's about communication. Um, yeah. All we got was it's not going to be made available for a platform that they've been making for since it began. So it's kind of like we just got left in the lurch and it's sort of like, you know, throw us a bone here, guys. Tell us why. Give us something so we're not left wondering what the hell. Um, So I think that's, uh, yeah, it's another good indication of where that engagement between developers and the community is is absolutely vital um, to to be able to preserve goodwill because at the end of the day, um, the other thing is we're finding is we're finding more and more developers popping up um, uh, around the place and word of mouth and you know the the reliability of your business of your quality of your product and the quality of your customer service is actually becoming more and more important so there you go yeah i i, I actually remember you drew this week uh is hmm. it it's rasbam that's working on the area right yes rasbam yeah. yeah uh i remember you telling um, um i think i think it was on the last episode where we talked about the community you telling us that you know rasbam was releasing uh, updates weekly with mm-hmm. videos and whatnot, and last week they did not. Right, I, I, I and that's you, a direct I, correlation to what yeah, we're talking yep. about. I think yeah. I think you commented on that post on Facebook where some guy asked, "Where's this week's post?" Mm-hmm. You know, it's because yeah, they got uh, nothing for us, so they're not going to yeah, bullshit exactly. to us again. So yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is that, good. That's understandable. Good. But but they, you know, but the, the, but that guy, you know, immediately asked what the hell was going on because suddenly there was no more information, and that's what we want. That's what the community right. needs. We need Drew. Do me a favor. Woggle your finger, man. We need <laughs> the developers to start. 
talking talk to us with the community you know just yeah. let us know what's going on even you even if you cannot you know tell us the whole story at least you know tell us okay we're all alive no no one's dead no one's you know, a teaser kind of like what uh, eagle dynamics yeah. did yesterday they've got this yeah. little teaser of what is yep. presumably the updated version of the Caucasus map yeah. It's 15 seconds long. All you see is just explosions, and it's like. But it's something you're talking. It's to enough. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's like it's like SimWorks, in. like SimWorks Studios were the same. They sort of like they've been quite. Yeah. They sort of went, hey guys, we're working just, on stuff. Don't worry, we're good. But we we are busy. You won't see much yeah. from us. But hey, you know they they still drop us a line every now and again. So yeah, I, I think we're alive. Yeah, yeah just just release you know an an HD picture of a rivet in the middle, and I just put this rivet in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they did that yeah. already. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> We're just putting rivets here, so nothing new, <laughs> nothing too exciting. Yeah, just, here's yeah, his, 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 his rivet, 2,672 yeah. 2, yeah, yeah, rivet counters out there. All right, yeah, folks. So, but that, that's what we need. Yeah, we need more communication. We just, we just need that communication. So, all right, folks. Yeah. Well, that's been a very interesting discussion on DLC uh, because no matter what... Um, people say because this it's, it's funny the flight community seems to think that dlc only came when stuff came to steam edition sorry every add-on you've ever purchased or ever got for free or paid has always been dlc uh but that's been our interesting discussion on this topic uh this week so thank you very much for joining uh the three grumpy simmers so thank you to my two grumpy simmers so thank you very much to uh sergio from helisimmer.com bye guys and thank you very much uh to belgiode from the belgiode youtube channel and uh, wow. special special guest uh, Luna as well. Thank you to Luna uh, for her commentary tonight as well. Thank you, thank you, Luna. Thank you. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, that's uh, the three Grumpy series wrapped up for this week. My name's been Nova Wing Twenty Four. Thank you very much for joining us. Don't forget, as always, to check out these wonderful guys' uh, website and YouTube channels. And don't forget to uh, drop us a like and to throw a subscribe to everybody as well. That'd be awesome. All right, guys. Thanks very much for watching. Take care, stay guys to all, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank <laughs> you.